Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the sixth ever episode of the Chosen Chronicles. My guest today is someone that's been around for a long time. Um, he's one of a trio, technically, um, with his name or with his ex name after a triple threat the other night. He is one of my punishers. One of the he's probably the newest member, from what I can remember. Um, he's won titles everywhere. He's won nearly every title there is in PWMF. He's held a few in other places, but unfortunately hasn't held any in FTWA yet. However, he is one of the best storytellers that we have so far and probably one of the nicest guys that we can talk to um, in prediction sport. He held one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest storylines this year, definitely, with the Punishers and uh, 7S and the whole Tina Devala storyline. So uh, without further ado, let me introduce you to a man that was known as the Beast formerly, but he's now Mr. Clemens, Brandon Clemens. Give him a second to get in. Well, bud, how's it going? Hey, what's up? Yeah, not much. Can't complain. What about yourself? Doing well. It's uh, it's Friday night here in Kentucky and uh, the weekend coming up, so feeling pretty good. That sounds good to me. So just to get started, um, we're sort of fresh off the triple threat. Um, unfortunately, things didn't go the way that everybody had planned in the Punisher side of things. And right. the, we had to retire the Beast King name. What are some thoughts on that? Well, obviously, it uh, wasn't what I expected. You know, I've beaten both of the Beasts before individually. And so I guess I just kind of expected that I was going to win that match. Obviously, you know, None of us expect to lose, uh, but it's okay. You know, um, I'm still, I'm still me. I'm still the same person, even though I can't go by the beast anymore. Um, my character is going to continue to evolve and, you know, that's kind of part of the fun of it. So. And it seems like sort of, you've got a decent idea now with this whole Mr. Clements thing and coming out screaming down the mic, like you did with the, and the other night on your promo that, um, we were talking to Haywood in the last sort of pod that's not up yet, but it will be by the time I suppose this comes out. And he was sort of catching me up because I I, did, I missed it. I don't know it somehow slipped through the slipped through the cracks. And then I went back and watched it after his, and it's 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 gonna be fantastic. Hopefully that that gimmick. Um, we're just gonna keep trying to evolve. Right. Um. Yeah. But yeah. So let's go back and to the very, very start. How did you find prediction, uh, well, prediction sport, and how did you come up with the, the original beast or the original character along with that? All right, so uh, I actually know John Gay personally. Uh, obviously, some people know him as the Corporal Punisher. He's the one who runs PWMF. And so I was there when PWMF started. I can't remember what year it was, um, but it's been around for, I'd say, at least 10 years now. And I was, so I was a PWMF original. And uh, when I first started out, um, you know, PWMF, most of our competitions there were video competitions. So it would be like, you know, post your favorite Hell in a Cell match or something like that, which of course most people would default to uh, Mankind Taker versus Undertaker, time. right? Most people would pick that match. So it'd be stuff like that. And eventually it got to the point where, okay, 
I want your favorite Hell in a Cell match, but don't post Mankind versus Undertaker because that's the one everybody picks, right? So we make stipulations like that. And it just kind of evolved from there. Um, so we didn't do a lot of predictions at first, but we eventually got into that. Um, as far as the beast name, uh, some may look at my name and think, well, maybe he's a Brock Lesnar fan. Well, actually, the complete opposite, if you know me, you know, I don't like Brock Lesnar at all. He's maybe my least favorite wrestler uh, at the moment. But um, it really came from one of my friends in college. And my initials are BC. So he started calling me BC. Uh, it's kind of a nickname at first. And then one day it was just like it kind of came out as he's like Beast. And I was like, I thought about it. I was like, did you just call me Beast? He's like, yeah, do you like that? I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, man. So honestly, it was like a nickname that somebody gave me uh, in college. And so when I started to think about, well, I'm going to be a wrestler, what do I want my wrestler nickname to be? It just kind of fit. And I said, I'm going to be the beast, Brandon Clemens. So that's kind of how that started. I think that's brilliant, though, because it, it brought that element of real life into it as well. Not only did you use your own name, um, like my ring name, everybody knows is my initials. So the CPG Connell Patrick Gardner, it works. It, it was just, it was just a nice wee thing. And then the Drew uh, McIntyre thing for the chosen one and whatever like that. But when you, when we add that bit of uh, realism into the character itself, it gives you that, that personal feel. It, it, it attaches that to you. So nobody, like when they mess with the brand, they mess with you. And you know yourself, mostly your character is you, but just amplified times 20, times 30. So do you find it hard in FTW? Um, well, first of all, tell us how you got the FTW. Because um, you, you came into FTW probably the same way I came in. But if you want to explain that first, and then we'll go on to another question in a sec. Yeah, so originally uh, when I joined, I guess I joined the group FTW <clears throat> around the same time that the rest of the Punishers did. And I think John had probably been talking to Byron and we had this sort of invasion angle going, right? And at the time, honestly, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do another wrestling league because I was already in PWMF and another one that you're also involved in, WWPL. I was in both of those leagues and I felt like that was kind of enough for me. Um, but I went ahead and I was like, okay, well, I'll just check it out. So while I didn't come in as a member of the Punishers when you guys did, I just was kind of observing at first for a couple of months. And as I started watching, uh, I noticed that people were doing video promos, which was a completely new thing. You know, for me coming from PWMF, mostly we just did written promos, right? And so that was kind of my background was just writing these stories and sort of painting these pictures. And so that for me, that was my experience as far as creating promos. But when I started seeing people actually making video promos i was like man this is pretty cool and you know some of the guys i saw early on were obviously hollywood haywood um you know and uh i really thought they were just really fantastic so um that's kind of what got me hooked into ftw was the video promos and i said okay i'm interested now because i wasn't sure at first if i wanted to take on another league and get more involved and something like that but I think it's the video promos that really pulled me in and got me interested yeah because I think 
especially in FTW, that's the one thing that sets us from everybody else. Because obviously, you know me from WWPL and PWMF before. I was one of the only guys doing them, doing the video promos there. And it was me talking against the brick wall because I was on my own. Um, I was calling out someone and then maybe not getting a response or I was calling out someone and then they were writing something, which always made it harder for me because I was more of a talker than a writer. But when we came here and then Haywood was doing stuff and then I started, um, it changed the dynamic of the group. And then it allowed people like you and then uh, the Filipino beast and uh, the, uh, the other beast and sort of like Tyson Holly as well, Pinnacle, Ravencroft, to start doing videos. And obviously, I know you're going to say you enjoy the written end of things because you're more of a storyteller that way. But how have you found that transition from written promos to video? Do you find it tough trying to figure out what to say when you're doing your video promo? Or have you, like, do you take notes or you just go off the cuff? Well, you know, I've heard you talk before and say you just you just turn the camera on and just sort of tar- start talking. Well, that's very difficult for me. So usually what I do is I kind of plan it out beforehand and I don't write it down, but I just kind of recite it in my head. And I may say it a couple of times in my head. Just, OK, this is what I want to say. These are all the things I want to say. And I'll just kind of memorize it. And so it's kind of just in my head. And then I spit it out that way. So that's how I do my video promos. Well, that, yeah, because with me, I, I've tried that. I've tried multiple methods of bullet points, paragraphs. Like, I would never work in WWE because the thought of having that promo writ in front of me and me trying to read it or something, because I always find my, like, if I'm trying to look at a camera, I'd rather do it and just speak. If, if what I say is shit, it's shit. But if I have something writ, I feel myself, like, looking down and looking up, looking down, looking up. I'm making it way too obvious. Right, but uh, um, my memory shattered for being nineteen. It shouldn't be this bad, but it is. Um, you'd think that I was wrestling for about forty years and kept getting spikes. <laughs> but it's it's nice to see now the um, creative storytellers like yourself are starting to go to that video promo end. Um, we're all putting in extra effort now. We're putting in music. We're Haywood's putting in his LED lights that are flashing up. Um, we saw the BWO promo with the news flash and stuff like that. So it's mm-hmm. nice to see that everybody is now putting in an effort. Um, how do you find the predicting side of things? Um, you know, it's difficult for me, especially the weekly promos, because honestly, if we had started doing some of that in PWMF, I mean, we, we've been doing it for a while. You know, we would do Raw or SmackDown predictions, but I actually – wasn't that interested in that side of it myself. Um, So that's kind of a new thing, honestly, for me, just over the last couple of months. And honestly, when I first started out in FTW, I told Byron, I was like, hey, man, can I just do predictions on the pay-per-views? Because that's what I enjoy doing. And that's kind of what we do in WWPL is we mainly just predict on the pay-per-views, Right. So that's what I did for a couple of months. And honestly, it was Haywood who kind of taught me into starting to do the weekly predictions more when we had the whole predicators versus punisher storyline going. He was like, man, this will really build up that storyline if you guys participate during the week as well. And he kind of convinced me and talked me into it. And I said, "Okay, well, I'll try it out, you know, and so I did. And and so 
I mean, I do like doing it now, now that I'm into it and I've been doing it for a couple of months, but honestly, you know, and you've heard me complain. I'm sure a lot of people have noticed in FTW, I complain about impact because that's one show that I just don't watch. I don't keep up with. And it's very hard to predict that show for me. And so, you know, I, I feel like I do okay on the WWE side, but then impact just, you know, sometimes will just kill me. So, um, yeah, but, think, but it's fun. Yeah. We were in there too. And, uh, the last couple of episodes I've been talking about this to different people you've probably heard um, where Vince is doing the same crap repeated. We can nearly guess what he's doing week in, week out. But with Impact, they don't know what they're doing from this week to next. They change every week. So it's a nightmare to try and see what they're doing. So a flip of the coin, I think. I've heard a few of the lads use now to try yeah. and guess. I literally stuff like the that. coin weeks. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I don't even know. I can't remember what way I did it this week, but I've done it a different way to try and to try and just see if I could get anything and I'll try and stick to that method if I can remember. But um, going with that, the monthly pay-per-views, do you watch every every month or is it one of these ones where you watch the next day and just try and guess? I try to watch it live if I can. Now, if it's Impact or AEW, you know, I don't have access to whatever, you know, service those are streaming on. Obviously, I, I do have Peacock, so I can watch the WWE pay-per-views live. And then sometimes somebody will give me a link, like, hey, if you want to watch AEW, here's a link. You know, So sometimes I'll get to watch the AEW pay-per-view. Um, but, you know, basically, I, I, so that's it. I mean, I watch the WWE pay-per-views live normally. The others, I might get lucky if somebody gives me a link. But other than that, I may just, like you said, watch it the next day. Yeah, like I'm, I'm mostly the same because of the time difference. It normally kills me. So I can potentially watch them at times if I don't have something on the next day or if it's just something easy like that. But I'm going to bring it back. Well, I'm going to bring it a wee bit further, I should say, to the thing that me and you really want to talk about and the Predicators versus the Punisher storyline that we had. We had so much fun doing it. There was maybe too many cooks in the kitchen at a time when we're all trying to write stuff and we were all trying to plan stuff and it just wasn't working. How did you feel about kidnapping Tina and this uh, chosen one being kidnapped? Well, I mean, I thought it was just a fantastic storyline that just kind of worked out because as you know, I kind of came in when I first actually started predicting in FTW, I started at the Royal Rumble. And I just kind of came in on my own and I saw that there were a lot of factions and I really didn't know at first. I was like, well, I would like to join up with Punishers eventually because, you know, you guys are my friends. I know you from other leagues. And that was kind of my goal was eventually to get to that. But I also had a thing going with with BC Ravencroft where I was running around with the den a little bit. But then it kind of worked out because Ravencroft turned his back on the den right around the same time that all these other things were going on. So really the timing just worked out perfect to where I wrote this promo. And I don't know if you remember this promo. I think you did because I think you commented on it. Like, you know, you want to join the Punishers because I was talking, actually, I was kind of going through my head and this promo 
looking at the different factions and I was like, well, you know, I mentioned the punishers, like these guys are my friends. I know them from another league. And, and I was trying to decide, well, which, which faction do I want to go with now? Cause Ravencroft just left the den, you know, when he was kind of my mentor, you know, character wise at that time. And so, and I've been talking to Haywood and Victor, uh, you know, or Vince, the Filipino beast. And I had just fought the Filipino beast um, for the second time. And we tied both times. And so we had this third match coming up and I said, okay, I have an idea, something I want to do. And I said, can I kidnap, you know, it would be Victor's wife, which is Haywood's sister. And I, I asked both of them because I knew that, you know, they were related. I knew that much. And so I asked them like, Hey, what do you guys think about me kidnapping her? And so we got to talk about it that way. And then, you know, I got to talking to Haywood uh, individually. And of course, at that time, you were having this great feud with Haywood as well. And they had just started up the Predicators just not very long before that. And he was asking me, he said, you know, it would be cool if you joined up with a faction. He's like, who do you know in the league? And I was like, well, I know the Punishers. I was like, you know, I know these guys from another league. And he's like, oh, you know, the Punishers. He's like, well, that could really work well because I've got this thing coming up where we're going to try to abduct CPG as well. And so the, the timing of everything was just perfect to where it all came together. And we had, you know, I kidnapped Tina, right? And then just a little bit after that, they kidnapped you at the next pay-per-view. And so we had those two kidnappings happen at the same time. And then we had the big reveal that I was part of the Punishers and the Punishers had helped me with the kidnapping. Right. So it just, the timing of it was just phenomenal how everything worked out. Yeah. And I remember when you first came in, cause I think there was, there was internal talks in the Punishers just before you came in. Cause there was talk. I think it was maybe Haywood was talking to me. And I think maybe John was talking to me about it as well. And they were like, right, Brandon's looking in. Is there any way we could sort of squeeze him in? He's, he's working alongside us with this storyline and whatever else. So I think we sort of, me and Graham and I think Jared maybe at the time, Scott's in there too. And we were like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that, yeah, bring him in. The more the merrier. We're happy enough, like, with just the squad we have now. But Brandon will come in for FTW at the start it was. And we were like, yeah, we're happy enough. And it was just the way that it worked out with that whole Tina storyline that um, it happened to be me and Hollywood refuting up to that fast lane match. I beat him a fast lane. I get kidnapped. And then I think it just made sense then for me to come out and say that you were you were one of us and we helped you conduct the Tina uh, the Tina kidnapping. And it was I think it was it was fantastic storytelling from everybody involved. Yeah, and it worked out great. And we had, you know, like five or six of us. You know, we had a couple from each team that were doing written promos, video promos, and it was just this fantastic story that really, you know, Haywood told me that, you know, this is the story that everyone's talking about right now. And so we were kind of the big storyline in FTW for a few weeks there. Of course, leading up to WrestleMania where, you know, Punishers went 5-0, and you know, we had the uh, Extreme Rules match with myself and Jared versus 
uh, Victor and Trevor. And that was, you know, kind of this culmination of, of that whole storyline. And it was just a lot of fun. The whole thing was Because originally that was meant to be a War Games match. Um, I'm going to tear back the curtain a wee bit. Um, originally it was meant to be a War Games match. Pardon me. Um, we were all meant to be involved. It was meant to be um, the six of us and the six of them, including the Dark Rider, Shane Graves. But there was a communic- I think there was communication errors between everybody and we couldn't find a way to work it between the teams. So we eventually went with me and Shane going for the UK title in the Hell in a Cell match or something. It was something along them lines. Yeah, I think it was Hell in a Cell. In his debut match. And then you guys doing that, which worked out well for everybody. I don't really think the Dark Rider came out of that the best he could have. Um, and that's probably my fault along them lines for not encouraging the War Games match. But look, it is what it is. And um, the combination of that storyline was fantastic. And now we're into this whole 7S stuff with the Punishers as well. And um, it, it just seems like a continuation, really. But um, yeah, it's it seems fantastic. Yeah, so and that's you know going back to my character and how I'm evolving. You know, I ended up facing the Dark Rider in a Buried Alive match, which was a match that I wanted. Um, I end up losing that match, so then I was able to work with Flash, um, Ira. You know, on on that promo where I kind of dug out of the grave and. That was so much fun making that and seeing how that that video promo turned out, you know. And so as my character continues to evolve now, um, I'm kind of taking on these sort of supernatural abilities. And that kind of goes back to the 7S. I'm, I'm kind of trying to to play into that. You know, I don't know where that storyline's going to go. A lot of it's going to depend on DC and what he wants to do with it. But I'm kind of open to being sort of this anti-7S, and I know you and Haywood are also against 7S, and so I know there's been some mention of instead of the seven sins, the seven virtues, and so I'd be totally open to being one of those seven, you know, that kind of takes on 7S. I don't know if it's going to work out that way. I don't know what DC's thinking, but I think there's a lot of potential there for a, a lot more fun to be had uh, with that storyline as well. Yeah, I think at the minute, everything's changing week by week. We don't really know what the culmination is. And I think that's fantastic because it's going to keep everybody thinking and those that aren't involved thinking as well. Um, the most recent development, and obviously you know about this because you posted a promo last night, um, is the draft. So it's Team FTW versus Team FTW UK. I'm running the UK alongside Haywood and Tyson Holly. And they're going to give me a hand with the draft and storylines and stuff like that. And Byron's on the other side. Um, there's about 90, between 70 and 90 active players every week. And it's an absolute nightmare for everybody to get noticed. Um, who do you feel over the last couple of weeks or last couple of months has really shot the fame? if there's anyone that comes to mind. You know, I was actually talking to Haywood about this. We're chatting with him. Uh, I really like the pinnacle, man. Um, you know, just out of character, just as 
sort of a fan of FTW. I mean, I'm a fan of the pinnacle and his character and what he's done with it. I think it's fantastic and sort of how he's evolved. You know, I love his video promos. Um, I love what he's doing. Um, I, I joked last night um, on your um, on your video that you should have picked pinnacle number one, you know. So, you know, just as, as kind of an outsider looking in, if I was a fan of FTW, I think that I would really, really like the pinnacle. Um, of course, you know, I love the Punishers. I love you guys. And uh, I hope that all of us can do well. I'd like to see all, all of us get titles eventually. You know, I haven't really been chasing titles myself. Um, and I don't know how the brand split is going to go with the titles. But I think, you know, I've, I have kind of had my eye recently on the breakout title because I am eligible for that since I've kind of been in this sort of slump lately. You know, I've, I've become eligible for the breakout title, so that's something I may want to go after. So I've been thinking about that, and I may mention it to Byron here soon. Yeah, well, that's that's always the, the best thing to do is take your own initiative and just sort of work your way through it because at the minute, I don't know if you saw my promo or the Pinnacles. Me and the Pinnacle are going to go into a package here soon, and me and him are going to me and him are going to work together for the spotlight title. So me and him are looking very like really forward to that with some of the stuff we could potentially do. But seeing you in that title frame, honestly, with some of the promos that you've you've been working with, been working with you as part of the Punishers for so long, I think that you could go for the, the, the FTW championship and you could hold it and you could um make the Punishers proud because what what I've seen Brandon and I'll say the beast because um that's what it was before. The transition that I've seen since from WWPL in PWMF and now here is the difference in chalk and cheese. The the, the man and the character has developed and changed so much, but so much um, on a good scale that you went from maybe someone who would have been quiet enough and like you didn't really want to do video promos or would have stayed out of the way because that wasn't a dynamic. And now we've seen that confidence rise where we could see where you could be our champion on whether it's the UK brand, whether it's the US brand, and nobody would batter an eyelid because you are that entertaining on promos and we all enjoy your work. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. You know, um, and it's been an evolution and I, I honestly have to give a lot of credit to a couple of guys on kind of how my video promos have evolved because when I first came in, I don't know if you even saw my first couple promos. I did these promos where I had the lights off and I had, mm -hmm. you know, a hood over my head and just, you know, my, my COVID mask over my face. That's what it was. And it was just in the dark and you could basically just see my eyes. And I was sort of this in my mind, of course, I'm kind of like, kind of like this undertaker figure, you know, which that's always been sort of a part of my storyline anyway, is obviously undertaker's a big inspiration and a little bit of stone cold mixed in, you know, sort of this uh, anti-hero sort of character. But as I started to get into those promos and then I started up, with Victor Devella, you know, we had our first match and then I saw his promo, his video promo. And honestly, I was like, wow, that's funny. That's entertaining. You know, and he continues to put out hilarious uh, videos. The one he just put out before 
before our triple threat match was just fantastic and everybody loved it. Um, but I think that he has really raised my game quite a bit. And so from watching his promos and honestly, Hollywood Haywood's promos, I got to give a lot of credit to both of those guys for really giving me inspiration to not only step up my game, but also, you know, sort of really get a lot more confident as I make these videos. And I have a lot of fun with it now. You know, I wasn't sure at first. I was like, I'm not sure about the video promos. I'll try it out and just see what happens, you know, but as I've, I've gotten more into it, you know, by the time we had that Predicators and Punishers storyline going, I was really starting to get comfortable. And you gave me the idea to sing the little song, you know, the little part of Inner Sandman. And I think from there, it's just been, you know, from there, it's just really flowed out of me so much more. Because since I've done that, and I had so much fun with that. It's like, I look forward to doing these promos now. Whereas at first, maybe I was a little nervous. I was like, I don't know what people are going to think about these promos. But now it's just like, I'm just having fun with it. And, you know, and people seem to like uh, where I'm going with them and, and how my characters evolved. So I really appreciate you saying that, you know, you can see me as a champion. I, I honestly, you know, I haven't really tried to go after championships. Um, but, you know, I, I honestly was, I was a little disappointed to hear that, uh, that Luscious Lucius was leaving FTW because, man, I, I really thought that he and I could have had a fantastic rivalry. Because once I started getting into these video promos, I was like, the way my character is and his character, I think we could have had really had something good there. I don't know who else, as I look around, um, that I would like to do something like that with. But I'm sure, you know, something's going to come up. And so, you know, I'm just looking forward to where it's going to go. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, I'm just having a lot of fun with it. That's what we're here for. That's why Byron has made this group. It's not only um, to predict on sports, not only to give you that um, sort of, what's the word, that output that you wouldn't normally have, but it's to make friends at the end of the day. It's to have fun. And we've I've probably met more people here and you, you're the same than we, than we would have if we hadn't have been involved. Just think about the amount of people we've met from the WWPL, PWMF, and now here that we know that if you ever end up over here, I ever end up over there, that you'd call or you text and be like, I'm here, come, like, if you're a bite, come down and see me or whatever like that. But it's just, I think it's just been fantastic and watching, like I said before, watching the transition and the Filipino beast doing the stuff with the lollipop sticks and just the voices, everything has just been fantastic, especially that end of Sandman. Because when I, I'd ask you, do you think you could do this? And you said, yes, I knew from then on in that when you did that, that the confidence level was just going to boost because I was like, if he does this and he gets, if he's willing to sing and get a guitar on camera and do this in front of a bunch of people that he's never met, he should, he will never care about what anyone thinks for the rest of his time here. And it was, it was just fantastic. But, if we just pull, pull down a wee bit um, more on the Brandon, just as we're going to start closing, because I think we've been on here for 30-odd. Brandon, the guy, how different is he compared to 
Mr. Clemens or the Beast? You know, I, I'm, I've honestly always just kind of been a quiet guy, kind of even a little, some would say shy. But as I got a little older, you know, I came out of my shell, um, especially when I got into college. Um, that was a time where I sort of started to get in front of people a little more and my confidence kind of grew in that way. But I think there's different sort of confidence. Uh, like you said, when you're putting yourself out on the social media world, because there's so much potential for so many more people to see that. And so I think, you know, as you saw my first sort of couple promos there in FTW, that was sort of more of me, who I am, sort of this quiet, you know, very collected and calculating, you know, I don't talk a lot. I'm not like, you know, Haywood and some of these guys that, that hmm. just talk and talk and talk, you know, that's not me, but I really, you know, I think I think that FTW has allowed me to sort of be a lot more. I don't want to say cocky, but just, you know, confident in that, you know, I'm I'm confident in my abilities. I feel like I can beat anyone. You know, this is sort of my character. And so I think that FTW has allowed me to sort of be this more confident version of myself, you know, if that makes sense. Um, like you said, you know, I, I think there's still bits of me in there and you'll see it from time to time as you can kind of, I kind of maybe measure my words, you know, kind of talk a little bit slowly at times. But I think part of that is the effect of my characters. I want my words to be very effective as I choose them. And like I said, I would run through my promos in my mind before I would do them. And so I'm very calculating. And so I think as that comes through, I'm, I'm this detail oriented person. So I think that's a part of it that does come through in my promos and definitely in my writing promos. Um, as you see that um, I spend a lot of time on those and, but I've had a lot more experience with those written promos as well. Cause like I said, that's what I did with PWMF a lot. So um, I just enjoy FTW and, and how I've been able to use both of those together. And obviously I've grown a lot in my promos um, my video promos, that is, uh, you know, when I think about where my character is going to go, you know, where do I go from here? And you saw my promo from earlier where I was just, okay, I'm just going to be Mr. Clemens now, you know, just for a little while. I do have another name that, uh, I want to debut soon. Uh, but for now I'm just Mr. Clemens. And I thought, you know, I can't be the beast anymore. So what, what do I want to do And this? I was thinking about it and it took me a few days, honestly, to get to that point where I was like, well, you know, there was Mr. Kennedy. I can just be Mr. Clemens and I can just kind of borrow that gimmick for a little while um, and kind of go from there. Well, that's fantastic as we close out because you've just sort of, you've told us what's next. And we see now that there's this Mr. Clemens gimmick that's coming up and hopefully it'll stay for a wee bit longer if it works. You say that we've got another name debuting soon. So obviously you'll always be a member of the Punishers. Um, you were the last one in. You'll be the last one out by the signs of things. Hopefully with the draft, we can all stay together, but you never know. It's a draft at the end of the day, isn't it? So it's the luck of the draw. As we close, As we go to close, I just want to ask um, about Byron. 
um, we've all been in groups with John, who ran PWMF. Well, both Johns, PWMF and WWPL. But there's something about Byron that's different. Uh, it's he's just one of these people that um, is always there. He, he tries to help as much as he can with character development. And with 70 to 90 people running this league are predicting every week, it just doesn't seem like he should have a minute to speak. Never mind anything else. What are your thoughts? Or how much has Byron helped you in this FTW journey? Honestly, Byron has been huge. You know, obviously just kind of letting me come in at first and uh, the freedom that he's given me you know, to kind of do almost anything I want. Now, I, again, I haven't asked for any title shots other than I did mention, I was like, you know, I'm eligible for the breakout title now, you know, wink, wink. But other than that, I haven't really asked for much from him, but I just love how open he is as far as he's like, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to, do you want to have this beast triple threat match or you want to save that for another pay-per-view, you know, and, I just I just appreciate because I think he's just really good at sort of making everyone happy. Um, I don't know if that's everyone's experience, but that's been my experience is I think he tries to work with everybody. He's like, well, what does this guy want? What does this guy want? How can we kind of blend that together and make them both happy? And I think honestly that that's he does that very well with that. I can't imagine having this many people in a league and trying to make everybody gel together. I'm sure it's not, you know, perfect with everybody, but honestly, my experience with him so far has been, I've gotten anything I wanted from him, you know? And so I've been very happy with, you know, with him and how he's handled that. Well, that's fantastic. And we're going to do a bit of an anticlimax now. Okay. So at the end of my, or at the end of every FTW broadcast, we're meant to say a certain thing. And because I'm the lovable rogue that is the chosen one, technically, I don't say it. I'm not a 7S. I, I'm, not a, I'm not part of the Church of Salvation, and neither are you. Well, hopefully. So I'm not going to say may trade be with you at the end of this broadcast. But I was hoping that potentially you could say something along those lines that I would normally say. If I close the show, we will finish with Mr. Clemens, Brandon Clemens, telling Trey to go a certain way. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the sixth episode of The Chosen Chronicles with yours truly, The Chosen One, CPG, Connell Gardner. I'm my beast, my beast of a guest today. Mr. Clemens, Brandon Clemens. Brandon, would you do me the honor? May Trey go fuck himself. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been an absolute honor to have this guest on today, to have Brandon, my fellow Punisher, with us. So, without further ado, may Trey go fuck himself, and the Chosen One and Mr. Brandon Clemens are out. Thanks very much. <laughs>